wait for my just don't make And if they like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, okay. Welcome to the Minnesota Sports and Variety Show. It is your host, Eric Grady, here with my bud, David Zeller, on this uh, beautiful Sunday in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Um, unfortunately, we just had a devastating Vikings loss, first game of the uh, the season, so I'm a little bit bummed out. How are you doing, Mr. Zeller? Um, unfortunately to who? Because I don't fucking care. So. <laughs> Let's you go. you are not an Let's NFL fan, on, but you are you are a gopher football. Bring on zero and sixteen, bud. Let's go. Let's <laughs> fucking do it. You are a gopher football fan, though, correct? I do. Uh, I do care slightly a bit about gopher football, only because I that's my alma mater. So, um, and they had yes. they had a win yesterday, twenty six. They Michigan. did. I didn't watch any of it because I was at a soccer game, but uh, but yeah, big win, two nothing, two zero so far. Um. I'm sure they're never going to win the Big Ten West, which is this is the last year of the Big Ten West, I believe. So, um, but they could prove me wrong. That'd be nice. You are correct. That'd be nice. Yeah, uh, you know, win a win is a win is good. They, uh, it was fun. It's funny how these um, sports bet uh, operators just nail the spread perfect. I saw like 20 points and like 19 and a half points, and they beat the spread by uh, just exactly like just exactly that. It was like a half point shy of the spread or whatever so it's just crazy how they right. nail it started out slow the gophers had a ton of possession of the ball but um just couldn't score and uh then they just pulled away in the second half so it was kind of uh it's, it was it seemed i was only following it on the little uh ticker machine while we were at the loons game but it seemed like a fairly uh uninteresting game but uh one game that i was fun was the loons game last night um beautiful weather i got to see the was it, was it fun though yeah, I, I don't think it was fun. Really, no, I, that game was that game was fucking terrible. Oh, I had a great time. I, I hadn't I haven't been to a lot of games this year, and it was just fun. I hadn't stood in supporters for a while, and it was just fun singing all the songs and just doing the deal. The weather was nice. I was with a buddy that I hadn't seen in a while, so I don't know. I had a blast. Um, you know, it would have been it could have been worse. I mean, it was nice that we got the tie at the end. Um, there was a lot of chances both ways. I think. Minnesota created three big chances. Uh, we had uh, Bongi headed uh, his header. I was on this side of the net, so when I saw his header, I saw the net move, and it was only like a, you know a foot or two in uh, on the outside of the post, so it looked like it went in. So like I think I even grabbed like the guy next to me his shoulder a little bit, like as I was celebrating. The guy looked at me like, uh, "Don't touch me, buddy." And I was like, "Sorry, I thought we were I thought we were celebrating a goal there." And then. Uh, Jan Gregush of kicking the ball into the moon fame actually hit the post, and that was a pretty uh, pretty good shot. That might be the only time he's ever shot a ball on fr on frame. Yeah, well, no, he he literally got a goal like two weeks ago. Like, well, yeah, but it wasn't gonna go uh, in if it wasn't deflected. That was just luck. Uh, I don't I don't I don't know about that, buddy. Uh, but, um, oh, that was also, going over for also, sure. Also, he hit one about uh, three sections over of the goal. Um, he did. Uh, the, he did. It almost hit the corner the, flag. Yeah, on the yeah. Uh, on the. Uh, well, that's the usual gray goosh. On the yeah, on the uh, the uh, beer hall section. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was that was really terrible. Will tra Will Will Trap had an awful shot too. Why was this game good for you? Because this game was absolute shit until the very 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 end for me. <sighs> Um, I think because both teams had chances, they had a header that just went off. They um, they were attacking well. 
Um, I, like I said, I, I stood supporters and I hadn't been in a while. I got my new red loose loon scarf. So I was, uh, you know, holding that and, uh, just with a good friend, the weather was beautiful, nice, like pink sunset. Um, and, uh, just, you know, the, the game had a good flow. It kept moving. So you're more of a vibes guy. Okay, cool. Good to know. No, no. I mean, I would have liked to have seen us win. I mean, obviously, I was disappointed. I didn't. Did I love like Boxy playing like a ton of striker like throughout the game? Bongi looked tired. I mean, there was a lot of downsides. The, I don't the think the our... reason for that is because we didn't have a fucking striker, bud. Like that's the whole guy. Like, well, listen, like. I, I can... Well, yeah, but that part of that's not our fault. Pookie no, was in. Pookie's in. You know, international. That's a hundred percent of team's fault. That's, you don't have a fucking backup striker. So here's here's the thing. I I I appreciate. And this is why I wanted to hear you say what you cared and like what you liked about the game because I am like the exact fucking opposite, right? I stand in the Wonderwall every goddamn week and I, I watch this team do the same stupid fucking shit every goddamn week. Cross crosses crosses into boxes with no one on the end of them. Yeah, um, that's true. Just that's the true. random, the random, the random, the random, the random fact that we just keep trying to push up on the right and left side when we literally cannot do that. The only time, and, and it sucks that Reynoso is the only actual attacking option. And the fact that we have to have Dane yep. Sinclair um, provide a fucking assist to, to, to steal a point. Now, don't get me wrong. As, as a member of the goalkeepers union, I love that for him. I love that for him. But the fact that that was, that was what had to happen is infuriating me. We had what we had like uh, 10 corners, 12 corners, something like that. Um, I, I don't think we had. I don't think we had 15, but we had we had a, we had double digit corners for sure. And how many were actually close to going in? Maybe one. Maybe, maybe one. And I and, and their center backs were tall too. It was not a good idea. Boxall got a little bit of a head on one, but he didn't get full wood on it. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say may, maybe maybe one. Point seven five corners. We had actually in opportunity where that was actually like legitimate. Um, we just kept putting the ball straight on the goalkeeper. Listen, I'm a fucking goalkeeper. Um, the last thing, if you, the the best thing you can do as a goalkeeper, if you're shooting at me, is hit it right fucking at me because like the worst thing yeah. that's gonna happen is like it's gonna hit my chest and it's gonna drop straight down, right? Like, um, yeah. So and and so many times, so many. No, we did. We did have 15 corners. We had 15 corners. Well, well, good. Well, you so we were one of fifteen. What's that? Was like like three point seven five percent or something like that? Like great. We had one. We had one. We had three percent of three percent of an opportunity. And it's because I hit their guy's face. Went to our goalie. <laughs> Pretty lucky. <laughs> right. And, and we scored. And we yeah. scored on that one. We scored on that one. So, fucking, you know, uh... like so. This was not. This was not a good game. Period. This was. Um, this is is this a game that we probably should have sang Wonderwall afterwards? Yes. However, that does that does that does not make it a good game. This does not make it a an acceptable performance from Minnesota United, specifically because this team refuses to win at home. The game plan. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I hear what you're at saying. At home. And I don't I don't understand why or how or what they put into their game plan. They dominated possession in this game. Um. They dominated the corners. Fifty nine percent possession. Obviously. Yeah. It helped that 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 New England was just bunkering yeah. the entire fucking game, and that is, I mean, that is that's their prerogative though. And then, but this team should have, even with um, the people that we have on international duty, Puki, um, Song Vinjong, mm -hmm. um, Rosales, we should still be able to create 
way more. And, and we created opportunities, but like none of the opportunities that we created, in my mind, watching from behind the um, behind the goal in the Wonderwall, made. I mean, there was there were some opportunities, but like nothing seems. There's like one Bongi. Bong Bongi's header was close. In, that was a good. In that the was first a big half. Game. In the yeah. first half, that yeah. one was good. Yes. That, that was, was like legit. the only one that was like. Oh shit! That we probably should have scored on that one. Yeah. Everything else yeah. was just like twenty-seven shots, and most of them were just high and wide and nowhere near the net. Yeah. It, it, I hear what you're saying. From that standpoint, it was very frustrating. It, I, I guess I was talking more from the level of vibes, and that it just seemed like we were going to lose. And then, I mean, people were leaving the stadium already, and then, you know, we scored at the very end. So you went with like you went home with a happier feeling than it would have been so why you, yeah, never, you did not <laughs> you, you never leave to the final whistle bud that's why you right right exactly i know i was telling my friend I'm like look at these people leaving where are they going we got a few minutes left never know but yeah I, I agree with you the um their center backs were very tall and we kept just just trying to cross it in there and they would just clear it away right away or go right to the goalie and it was like guys this is this is not working like mender garcia is not that tall bongi is not that tall like these crosses are not going to work. They're not. And then they put Boxy in there, and I was like, okay, he's taller, but, like, it's not his job. Anyway, yeah, I hear what you're saying. All right, well, let's let's move on to something more uh, exciting. Oh, well, more, more losing. We have the um, the U.S. Uh, lost in the FIBA Cup. Well, I think losing is looking to be a theme here besides the Gophers so far. Um, we lost to Germany in the semifinal, who go on to win the championship today. Um, Germany was the, the world's number 11 team going into this tournament. We are the, we were the world's second, um, place team. Um, there was their first time Germany had been in the final. They defeated uh, the number six in the world, Serbia, 83-77 to win their first world cup title. Uh, Dennis Schroeder led the Germans with 28 points. He's 29 years old. A lot of the players in this tournament were younger. Like usually they were more in like the 25 and under. This is kind of one of the more wily veterans that was out there. Um, he was named the tournament's MVP, and Franz Wagner added uh, 19 points from um, Orlando. He also had a, the big game in the semi against us. He had 22 points. Um, Ant led the way in both contests. That's what most of our uh, fans want to hear about the content. Ant Edwards, um, he led the U.S. in minutes played in the uh, semifinal and with points with 23 points, eight rebounds, and three assists, and in the third-place game against Canada, which was an overtime loss, 127-118, and did lead the way um, with the U.S. Uh, to a with 24 points in the uh, defeat. We finished so, fourth place um, in the world. Not. We finished fourth place in the world. This is kind of our like B team type guys, but still, I mean, they they should still be, they should still be winning, right? It's um, the level of players that we have is well, there's a reason why we were the number two ranked one right we should have been one or two we should be we were chalked to be in the final so this is definitely this is definitely a failure i don't think there's any way you can really spin it the only way that you could spin it locally is that ant is ant's confidence is growing as he becomes more of a lead in a leadership role on a team that's on a world stage he's getting good coaching from eric spolstra and from you know, th this is a good experience for him to grow. I, I don't know what else you can really say about Look, it besides so that. So looking, fo <clears throat> looking forward to the uh, Ant to Miami rumors that are going to be start popping up here relatively soon from our a, a, a specific a specific Miami oh uh, podcast that I uh, listen to every day. The Dan Dan Levitard show. I'm sure I'm sure Ant yeah. will be getting. All I'm the, sure they uh, would love the to shine, have him. All of the shine from this tournament, and uh, we'll be in rumors for with him and Damian Lillard both to Miami probably by by the end of October. You know, I don't I don't 
I don't get why this happens. Honestly, like Le- LeBron James played in Cleveland for most of his career. Like all the best like players in football of like, you know, the MVP, Patty Mahomes in Kansas City. Like you don't we don't have to have Anthony Edwards in New York, L.A. or Miami for it him to be like a great player. It's just I don't know. It must get clicks. It must be like. It just in the off season, it's something that's gonna get everybody spun up. Like if things that are like we were talking about this earlier today, things that are con- controversial get listens, get clicks. I mean that's how your Skip Baylesses, you know, make a living, and it's just it's annoying. Buddy, it's 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 New York, it's New York and L.A. are the two main ones, and then Miami is a big one because of Pat Riley from both New York and L.A. Also, it's Miami, so they don't have fucking they. It's a, it it's a lawless it land is. down there. Um. In in that in that in that if you care about the laws about your body, um, there are no laws. Like fuck it, fuck it, whatever. And also, you don't pay income tax down there. So um, there there's a there's a reason why this there's a reason why this shit happens. And I think it's it's disingenuous of Minnesotans to um, even pretend like this is not a thing. Like yes, of course, it's it's great if we get a superstar that stays with us with us with us for the entirety of their duration right like joe mauer is a great example but he's also yes. a local kid right kirby puck is a great example but he also like got hurt and then we found out later he was kind of a scumbag um yes. kevin garnett was like get the fuck get me the fuck out of here every every almost every viking in the iteration of, of like when we've been alive have been like who, that they that they don't need a second job like football is their job or like at, at some point, get me the fuck out of here. That's there's a reason, and it's not football's tough though. Almost everybody leaves in football except for like the top quarterbacks. So, I mean, Harrison Smith's been basketball here too. Yeah, ba- yeah, people. Basketball too, baseball too, hockey too. Yeah. It's not a, there's not a there's not a fucking yeah. league where people are like they they, they have it's uh, rare affinity. Unless, Definitely rare. Literally, unless they were born in this right. city where they maybe care so yep. much about. Um, but be fucking like yeah. It, it, you're right. So Sometimes they have to pay a little extra to get people to come here. I mean, it's very cold here. I mean, there's you're. I mean, it's, it's not even. But but Eric, it's, it's not, not even about that. It's about, it's about it's it's not even. No, it's not even about that. It's about the fact that that people in um Minnesota and the Midwest generally, but Minnesota specifically, care so much about people like like having allegiance to this place. Fuck oh sure sure that. sure. Yeah shit. no I hear you. It's Fuck a business. That and, shit. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it, like listen. If someone if someone was gonna pay you. Um, a hundred million dollars more to do your job in Sacramento, yeah. you would move yeah. to Sacramento in a right. goddamn right. fucking heartbeat, right? Yeah. Like, and so, like, and the the problem is, is that we have this, uh, and we could talk about. I mean, this is like also a labor conversation too, like in in labor unions and stuff like that. But like, there is like this whole like, well, you gotta be, you gotta feel, you know, good about where you're playing and living and something. I'm like, no, no, fuck that. Like, get your bag, man. Get if if <laughs> if, if you want right. to, if you want to give up some of that bag for. A quality of life and you prefer living in Minnesota? So a chance to win a championship or what something. Is, but, that, yeah. but, that, but not even like chance to win a championship. Like, or you're like, you know what? Actually, I actually like living where I'm living. I'm going to not take the extra $10 million and stay in, stay in Minnesota or stay in Detroit or stay in uh, Milwaukee or whatever. Everybody, everybody has to like make that decision. Everybody has to make that choice. And I think that we all would make that choice. Yeah. It's worth something. Yeah. Just you have to dollarize it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So like we we always talk about it in the abstract of like, no like that why are why is that person not signing for our team even though um L A is giving them an extra hundred million dollars or or Texas is giving them an extra hundred million dollars to go play for the Rangers like well of course man like hundred million dollars is like goddamn game changing money like that is life that is generational altering money of course you would do that and 
and anybody anybody who says they won't is a fucking hypocrite and i think i just want to point that out to everybody anybody who's listening to this podcast if like if you say well no i would stay in i would stay in minnesota even if i was getting a hundred million dollars um and to go live in fucking bumfuck wherever uh iowa like listen man if if you gave me a hundred million dollars i would go move to iowa in a heartbeat tomorrow i would i would just drop everything and move to iowa if you gave me a hundred million dollars to do that for like five years cool um that's not happening and so i think i think that's i'm Yes. Yeah. I, I never fault players for leaving. I'm on the player side with money, always. Almost always. Where, where it gets a little tighter is if, like, oh, some team is going to pay the uh, a player $80 million to play for PSG, but now the Saudis are going to pay them 90 Is it worth going someplace that's so bad for, like, an incremental amount of money? Like, when is the money when does the money come into play and when doesn't it? It's it's a gray area, but you, I, I hear what you're saying. I In contract negotiations, 99 times out of 100, I'm on the player side. The, play, the, the owners have so much money. The players need to get paid. They have a short shelf life. Like I'm definitely side with the players. Get, get, get your money. Um, I get it. Now, after you've had a long career and you've made a ton of money, and at that point, like, if you want to go try to win a championship, great. And if you have to give up some money, like I understand that, that too. There is... These players do like love the game. There is legacy. There is all that. But I, I'm for the players. Get get the bag, just like you said. Um, yep. Anyway, just a, a little bit on the Vikings game. Um, disappointing loss yeah. today. Speaking of speaking of dropping the bag. Yeah, yeah. This was pre- this was arguably the easiest game on the schedule. Um, home opener and um, God Baker just Baker Mayfield looked terrible in the first half. I was just like. You know, this. Uh, how can this go wrong? I mean, we 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 had at one point, I think we had like 297 yards to like I don't know 50 yards they had, and the reason what happened is turnovers. I mean, we're throwing the ball on the goal line, and their cornerback comes through and just snatches the ball out of KJ Osborne's hands. Uh, I don't know if there was a miscommunication if KJ was supposed to sit in the hole or if Kirk threw it behind him. It seemed like he could have let him a little bit. I know there was a safety that was ahead if that could have picked it off if he let him too much, but it was behind him. Anyway, they pick it off. That's one touchdown missing. Ed Ingram somehow elbowed out the ball and we fumbled. It looked like a botched exchange at first, but then when they ran the replay, it was the guard that actually knocked it out. And Ed Ingram stood on Kirk's foot like twice last year like it's it's the line if you had to break up like there's another show I listen to and they do kind of a a pie of blame like who was to blame for the loss of the game the biggest chunk to me would go to the offensive line like 50 60 percent of this game uh Antoine Winfield Jr. um, from Eden Prairie was able to run through knock the ball loose on Kirk for one fumble Ed Ingram batted the ball out and Kirk just didn't have a lot of time I mean he had to make a lot of quick outs because He's not not getting a lot of time. D- Christian Derrissaw got hurt in, during this game. Um, Garrett Bradbury got hurt right away, so we had a backup center. So there's there's some reasons for this, but it, this the the O line w- was bad in this game. They were just bad. Um, defense overall played pretty good, but just couldn't get a stop when we really needed them to. Um, just some of the things that stood out for me are our new uh, receiver Addison had a great long touchdown. Um, uh, JJ had a fan phenomenal game. I just I love how JJ has such a high vertical. Even when he's triple teamed, he just comes away with the ball. He always catches the ball with his hands. Some like worse receivers, you'll see it kind of catch them on their chest. He always catches hands first, and that's what kind of makes him just such a great receiver. Um, I, I wonder what his vertical is. It's got to be massive. 
Um, you know, uh, so anyway, some some players that stood out to me, Makai Blackman had a nice breakup. Um, Metellus, who signed the big deal, he it was kind of an upsy downsy game. He had a couple nice PBUs, and um, but then he also it looked like maybe got beat on the touchdown to Mike Evans. I don't know if that was a miscommunication on the play, if that was supposed to be his responsibility. It'll be interesting to see. He was the closest person in the frame, not that it was very close, but. Then the second half, just Baker played better. They started getting going. The first half, I have Mike Evans on one of my fantasy teams. I'm like, is Mike Evans in this game? And then kind of just blew up in the second half, and um, and we couldn't get any stops. We um, Baker was getting around the edge and and running, and Ivan Pace Jr. You know, couldn't stop him on one play. Baker had a nice stiff arm, and I got to give credit to Baker. He had a lot of moxie, and uh, and he got him. So it, it's a very disappointing loss for the Vikings. Uh, pretty much like. Almost, almost like worst case scenario. I mean, you got it. You got to win that game at home. That's a pretty weak team. So anyway, the kind of the matchups that I was expecting with their receivers against our corners was rough for us. Like Caleb Evans played pretty good, but Godwin and, and Evans got got a lot of catches and a lot of yards. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Our offense has got to be better. Only putting up whatever it was, uh, 17 points, was it? 20 points, whatever it was that just it's not enough. Like they averaged. 28 points last uh last year and that that touchdown on the on the end zone touchdown on the line was was massive that's a touchdown lost right there so anyway can't you can't have turnovers what did uh mike grant always say about football it's it's big plays and turnovers and three turnovers is gonna lose you the game usually and that's what happened so anyway on to a short week at a philadelphia and they really they got to turn it around right right away so Philadelphia is one of the best teams in the league on a short week. It's going to, they're going to need a fucking miracle, but hopefully they can do it. Well, and I hope Derrissaw is okay. Anyway, that's enough on the Vikings. It's, it's pretty disappointing right now. I'm losing both of my fantasy games and the Vikings loss. It's just like, Jesus Christ, at least my daughter and my wife are, are winning their fantasy matchups. So somebody, somebody can be happy today, but uh, yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Such is life. That's good. I I mean, I, I, I won my I won my Elsa Frisbee game today, so there is that. So. Oh, there you go. So we're, so we're winning. We're winning something. Well, the, the Twins have been winning. Do you want to lead us on a little Twins regalia? They they lost today, That's but true. Uh, they are still they are seven games up on the Guardians with what I believe three weeks left in the in the regular season. I think there's like seventeen games or something like that left. Um, Twins are our Twins are winning the the AL Central, which means they're going to host. The worst wild card team for three games um, for the first round of the playoffs. Uh, uh, I think I don't think I mentioned this the last time we tried to record this podcast. But do you know the last time that the Twins were in the playoffs and the Yankees weren't? Oh no, you did ask me this. Let me see if I can remember. Okay. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I guessed. I guessed two thousand. I think I guessed two thousand one or nineteen ninety eight. I think I guessed nineteen ninety eight. And right. then you said nope, 1991. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, that's the year they won the World 19, Series. 19, and then, and then the last, the time before that, the last time the Yankees were not in the playoffs and the Twins were, was 1987. Exactly. So, by transitive properties, the Twins are in the playoffs. The Yankees are not going to make the playoffs. Means the Twins are going to win the World Series. Now, you got to complete the pattern. Are the Twins going to win the World Series? No, they are probably not going to win the World, but they have a very good chance of winning a fucking playoff game for the first time. In um, basically two decades or two decades, yeah, uh, I think yeah, twenty three was the last time they won a playoff game. 
Um, and so that would be uh, or 20, 2003, not 2023. Yes. 2003, I think they won a playoff game. So uh, the longest uh, postseason losing streak in uh, North American sports should theoretically come to an end this year. But I, I it, hope it so. Is, and the, the, and the, so we'll, we they they will probably find a way to fuck it up. But yeah. <laughs> and the story of this year has kind of been that. For so many years of us having bad pitching and pretty good hitting, this year we finally have good pitching and not so good hitting. But it seems like lately the hitting's been coming around. I know um, Royce Lewis has been crushing the ball. He hit like back-to-back homers like a few weeks ago, or like it wasn't even like a grand slam. And Max Kepler, who was um, in such a slump, has um, been coming around and really hitting the ball well. So if the the hitting come around and your pitching's good, then Maybe all the the moons are aligning in the seventh house of the stars or whatever. So anyway, I don't know. I, it'll be nice to have the Cubbies and the Twins in the playoffs, if uh, especially if the Vikings are gonna suck. So anyway, um, and the Loons are still above the playoff line too, right? Seventh or something, I think. When I uh, looked, so. I believe they hopefully yeah, we get nothing, some playoff sporting. Nothing changed with their uh, stupid fucking draw yesterday. So. Uh. <laughs> You did not enjoy the game as no, much as I did. I, did. Not. I, I, oh, I hated man. the game. Okay. The game was, the game you was did terrible. It, it, it sucked. The fact, I mean, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna like, oh, woe is me. We got a draw. Like that, a draw is great. Um, considering, but considering how much we, how well we played, um, in every other aspect of the game other than our 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 final third, um, which is like a, that is like the. That is the overarching theme of a of an inchy Adrian Heath led team is like yeah everything is great until you get to the final third and then it just goes to shit and so I don't know I mean we've been doing this shit for seven fucking years I'm not exactly sure when things change but that is uh, a topic for another podcast of which I will probably record tomorrow so yeah. yes and I will be listening to that as well. Um... I, I think this is this is uh, we have you you are the raw emotion right now. It might it might be more demure by tomorrow. So now they can this is the capturing the, I, the essence of it. May, maybe you, you think I, you can maintain I, it? Oh, listen, yes, I. You you've listened to me on that podcast. I the, you, I don't think you I don't think I I'm worried. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you'll be all right. Dil- diluting my, um, my the, the the vein I have tapped right now. So. <laughs> All right. Should we do any more sports, or should we move to the other piece of variety? Do you want to do um, anything on uh, goal celebrations, quick, or do you want to go straight no, to? No, let's, uh, let's we kind of we, we kind of covered the same stuff that we recovered in the recovered in the podcast that we um, are deleting because <laughs> it, it did not sound well. So let's let's jump into the other stuff at this point. We can go back to come okay. back to the goal celebration stuff. Um, I'm not a, I don't know like I'm not a huge goal celebration guy, so you this might be more. Well, see, I played forward, so it's important to me. Yeah, I, I my goal like, celebration. Yeah, if goal if, if and when okay. I score a goal as a goalie, it's just to be like, be like, take off all of my clothes and be like, suck my. Yeah, dick. yeah. I scored a goal. Seriously, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely gonna get a red card <laughs> for that one. So. Well, you you've gotten assists before. I know that much. I have. Yeah, I do. I have had. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, Renfest then. So we were talking about fall things. It is now the fall. Um, if if y'all are you know uh, in this northern part of the, the the world of the globe, it has become fall for you. Uh, it's still though it's going to be hot. I think I saw some like even 80s next week. But anywho, uh, the Renaissance Festival had its first weekend um, a couple weekends ago. All of these apple orchards are opening. We went to the Loose Line Apple Orchard. 
yesterday in Watertown, excuse me, and uh, that we go to that one quite a bit. I, I've been there many times in the past. It's fun. They've got like petting zoo with like goats and you can ride a goat and they've got um corn maze and uh they've got a lot of sunflowers too oh they had a, a what are those things called hayride very bumpy hayride but um it's very nice out there it's, it's in watertown it's only about 30 minutes for me it's it's a big one we have one right here in chanhassen but it's it's much smaller and this one um you know just just all the things corn pit they have a giant bouncy thing um kids really liked it one downside was that there's a lot of there's a lot of bees out right now the bees are kind of going crazy and actually i was googling is this a honeybee or is this a yellow jacket and i was kind of looking at them and all the ones that were around us were actually yellow jackets so they're really wasps and um so they're not even wasps aren't even really even pollinators so fuck wasps yeah, but no, um they were just selling like lots of like mini mini donuts and like apple fritters and like all this fried stuff and like sugary stuff with a cinnamon and and you know pop and all this so the bees were just going fucking gaga for it so that was one annoying thing but other than that um you know nice nice cool weather it sprinkled a little bit but it was it was fine and um i don't know they just have like a lot of things where like you can take pictures and it's pretty and you can pick your own apples and all that stuff so anyways i i you know now that i've gotten older it's funny like I never like gave a shit about like birds until like probably like less than five years ago. Like I couldn't have cared less if I like saw a bird unless it was like a bald eagle or something. And now I'll be like, oh, is that like um that's a cardinal? Like that's sweet. Like come look at the cardinal. Like as you just get older, I think like smaller things just start being more like interesting to you. And so just being like like I don't know if I would have noticed all like the sunflowers before, right? Like I just think um anyways, you you just you become kind of lame when you're older and but it was fun seeing my kids have fun they really liked it they have like a little kitty um ride that that kind of takes them around on like a little like bouncy ride you know tractor thing all yeah. around the place so it's cute it's it's cute um a lot of times they'll have a group on i didn't see one yet but um anyways that that's a good one um i don't know what what are your thoughts on uh, apple orchards do you guys usually do an orchard do you do a, a corn maze or a hayride or anything uh so we so actually, when we were in New York uh, a couple weekends ago, we actually did like a uh, like a farm that was a working farm that had a bunch of vegetables and fruits and things like that. And you could buy a ticket. And Anna couldn't go; she was actually working remotely that day. So I took the kids, and of course, I bought the ticket where you could like pick um, a basket of of fruit and stuff. And then mm -hmm. um, it start, of course it started with raining, so. Got done, and they, were, they had a bunch of things like that. Like they had, they had a petting zoo, or not a petting zoo, but like you could feed the animal, like feed some of the goats and cows mm. and um, alpacas and things like that. Was it raining hard, or was it just kind of like sprinkling, or it was just like drizzling pretty, yeah. pretty regularly? Um, mm. It stopped like while we were at the the actual like the kind of the farm part, but then kind of kicked up again. So of course, like I when I go back in, I'm like, all right, so where do I get my uh, my fruit or whatever? They're like, oh, you could go to pick it. I'm like. Oh fuck! You're gonna make me pick the shit <laughs> off of that school. So literally, I had to go and like, I left my kids in like the, the car because that's you had the to fun drive part. Them. Come on, you had, you had to drive. <laughs> well, no, no, but but man, like it was it was wet and muddy, and I was like, I'm I'm just gonna yeah, no, that's not that fun then. So yeah, I, I went and picked like like maybe like a quarter of a thing of of, of, of a little basket of blueberries, <laughs> and I was like, and there's like no more blueberries. I'm like just trudging around these like blueberry like getting cut and everything i'm like fuck it 
Like, I'm just going to another raspberry. The raspberries were further away. I'm like, I'm guessing more people haven't picked the raspberries. Mm. So I went down and got the raspberries. Listen, the fruit was great, but I uh, I had to go pick it myself, and I was just, like, really frustrated afterwards. Um, yeah, I mean, walking through the mud, that's that's yeah. not fun. Anna, Anna and uh, the kids went to an apple orchard today, This actually this morning. I had to go play Ultimate Frisbee, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't mind the fall festival stuff. I'm not much of an outdoors person um, in that I don't like being outdoors. Um, however, I, I do enjoy things like biking and stuff like that. Like, I know I'm kind of a hypocrite in that regard, but... <laughs> 90% of this one was just like in the grass though. Yeah. Well, that's I mean that's kind of that's also kind of the thing. Like, I don't like I don't like chasing like I I, I have a like, when I go to the fair. I, I like to go to the fair like the state Minnesota state fair by myself so I can do the things I want to do. I don't need to like follow someone else around trying to like make sure that they're having a good time. And that's I you know what? That's very selfish. I fully admit that. Um but that is that is where I'm at right now with that stuff. But so I know you've 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 talked about Renfest. We've talked about Renfest. Um, I've never been to Renfest. I, I it sounds like a thing that I might enjoy every once in a while. Probably not every year, but maybe like every several years. And and maybe maybe like when my kids are like six or seven. So in, in a couple of years for for Ragnar and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, the the Renaissance Festival is really cool. It's just it's it's you know it's a big production to go park and you know a lot of times it's still hot in september and all that so um you know i, I haven't been in a long time but i have been a lot of times through my life i, I think we're going to go this year aria really wants to go so i'm excited about it just some things about the renaissance festival that were really fun for me growing up is they had um a lot of comedian like comedians and jugglers and you know jesters and that kind of thing like i think somebody like i think gallagher or like penn and teller started there or something but the one that i know was popular when we were going back in like the 90s they were called puke and snot and they would do a lot of like body humor and stuff like that and people just loved them you had to get there super early for the puke puke and snot concert um they've got the guy who like puts their head in you chuck the tomatoes at you and uh he'd always like say um funny stuff they'd be like oh no your aim's so bad like no wonder why you don't have any kids and just like stupid things to like get people going and they have a lot of stuff for kids they have like a whole fairyland um they had a really cool guy who was like an oracle that you would like give you riddles and you would try to figure them out and you can come back and like get clues i remember i really liked that people's outfits are just awesome um i asked my brother what he liked about the renaissance festival and the first thing he said my younger brother said this he likes the cleavage like all the women in the old like <laughs> bustier outfits because it's kind of the you know victorian it's supposed to be like england in the 16 1700s or whatever but the coolest thing is the joust they do like a real joust and they have like the queen and the king and the whole the horns and the whole thing so um he my little brother always used to love getting the giant turkey leg and he loved the giant pickle like when he was a baby he would push him around and he would just eat like the giant like pickle that's like this big like for the whole day so anyways um they have a lot of great art there um one time i got obsessed with blown glass there was a guy from california a couple guys and they were blowing glass and i really wanted to get a big blown glass plate but they were like super expensive because i was like probably like 25 years old and they were like 500 bucks so this is like 
you know, 18 years ago. And so it was a lot of money for back then. And um, so I went like three times just to like make sure like I got the one that like I for sure really wanted. And I kept talking him down in the price. And I think I finally got it for like 380 or like 420 or something. And uh, and I when I was carrying it back to my car, I was so scared that I was going to drop it because it's like I'm walking through just like a muddy parking lot, like you're saying. And I've got this like $400 like glass plate just like just held tight to my chest like don't drop it don't drop it but um a lot of like my brother's friends will make fun of me and stuff because we always take like our family pictures in front of that glass plate and he'll be like well there's the fucking glass plate in the picture again of course like goddamn gradient is stupid glass plate but anyway so um i i recommend the renaissance festival it, it's it's very fun and if they like fish and grits and all the pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, okay, girl. Now throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if they like fish and grits and all the pimp shit, all right, we're back at you here. Um, and for our final segment, we're going to do a little movie soundtrack uh, breakdown. My brother had suggested this topic, and um, I think it's a good one. And then David likes to turn everything into a contest, contest so we're going to make it a little draft yeah, here. Right. We're gonna do a draft, and um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be gracious and give you the first pick okay. in the draft. Okay, first pick in the draft. Well, for me, um, I think that the best movie soundtrack for me is *Menace to Society*. Um, it's a fantastic movie, and all the music is original for the movie, and it goes along just perfectly. Um, Spice One, Trigger's Got No Heart is the main song. Um, MC8, Straight Up Menace. Uh, you've got uh, Aunt Banks, who is a fantastic one with Packing a Gun. Um, there's a two-short song on there that's pretty good. The Lynch Mob, uh, Gorillas Ain't Gangsters is a great song. Brand Nubian. I mean, the whole thing, it just play, it just plays through. Um, you got a DJ Quick song in there. That's just a really good, can't, f can't F with a brother. Just a fantastic. So it's it's really, like, if any of the, if these rappers would have put this out for a different reason, if it was just, like, for, um, I don't know, a festival, like, or, uh, you know, trying to, like, a fundraiser or something like that, I mean, this thing would have sold tons and tons of copies it, it it holds up i just listened to it the other day and it's just a fantastic soundtrack and a great movie as well so that that's my number one what do you got that's i mean that's 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 fine that's good those are all really good reasons but uh the number one movie soundtrack of all time is easily purple rain you left a minneapolis boy a, a person who has a a, a, a compound what like about a mile and a half from your house? And you <laughs> left purple rain on the board. What are you doing, man? You could have got menace. You could have got menace to society in like the fifth pick of the draft. But you, I mean, I and kudos to you. Kudos to you for like for taking for taking your heart. But I I have to go with rain my heart. Is in my heart as well. So purple rain. I mean, do I do I need to say the contract? Purple rain, darling. You know, like all like. Darling Nikki, all of the, I mean, you know, uh, man, it's just, uh, the tracks are amazing. The sound, the, the movie was number one in the box office, uh, a fucking like what platinum record at this point. So no, that, that's a fantastic pick. I, I have not seen purple rain in a long time. I, I just telling you this the other day, I got to go back and rewatch it. Like I've got this huge movie list of movies I'm trying to check off. And I just put that one like number one on my list. And also I have to get over to, um, 
to Paisley. Like I, I go by there all the time and people are always like taking pictures and like me and Aria like ride our bikes by there. And we always look at like all the memorial pictures and everything. And then when I tell people I live like a mile from there, they're always like, oh, how is it? And I'm like, I haven't actually been in there. So I, I, I'm putting that on my to-do list. But yeah, I, 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 I like Prince a lot. I mean, he, Prince has a lot of great songs. I'm not like a, a diehard Prince fan, but I, I like him a lot. And um, uh, I, I think for me, I just haven't seen the movie in so long that it's hard for me to remember how the songs go with the movie. But I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch it and I'll I'll let you know. I'm sure it's still fantastic. But all right, pick number two. Good. Is for me, I will go with um, Eddie Vedder into the Wild soundtrack. Um, the the soundtrack just fits the movie absolutely perfectly. Um, hard song, hard sun. Excuse me, is the um, the flagship song on that album but really it's just it's a stripped down version of very acoustic eddie vetter um he just really gives the the pain and the traveling of alexander super tramp um all the way to the sadness of you know his demise in the alaskan you know school bus that he's living in so it's just it's a it's a fantastic cd it plays all the way through and it's a it's a masterpiece by mr um eddie eddie vetter so into the wild for me that's good that's good that's a very 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 good soundtrack obviously also love eddie better as i know you do too um however again you're making the wrong decision man i just i left top gun out there for you after the first highway to to the danger zone uh kenny loggins um this might be peak peak kenny loggins and yeah you have highway to the danger zone you have uh, Berlin, you have uh, just some amazing, like, if you are thinking of a soundtrack, a, like an actual movie soundtrack, and you were born before uh, 9-11, uh, the towers fell down, you are thinking of Top Gun. As, like, that is the soundtrack that pops up into your head every time you think of a movie soundtrack. So that's just, that's that's what I And, and extra about. points for it being a, original music for the movie from me too. Yeah, no, that, that is a fantastic absolutely, pick. I, absolutely. That, it's a great, All right, great so I think, one. I take Top Gun number two. Uh, who you got number three? Okay, number three, um, I will go Reservoir Dogs. Um, that's one of my like top 10 favorite movies um, of all time. Uh, a hilarious movie, great action. The, the soundtrack just goes with it so well. Basically all through the movie, they're listening to the radio um, to see like how this you know robbery and everything is unfolding and so the the songs go right along with the movie so well there's there's one scene where um the cop is like getting his ear chopped off and they're dancing to um uh stuck in the middle with you and it is just it's a haunting scene and um so anyways uh uh, Quentin Tarantino's uh, masterpiece, Reservoir Dogs, number three for me. Oh, so number three, I'm for my third pick. I'm going to take the. Uh, you are you are right on your uh, your trajectory here of Quentin Tarantino because he is kind of the masterpiece of, of uh, coordinating movie soundtrack. And I'm not going to take uh, Kill Bill Volume One, which is actually a, a really fucking great soundtrack. I'm going to take um, what I think everybody thinks of when they think of a Quentin Tarantino movie soundtrack, and that is. Pulp Fiction. Um, to, to your point, there's not you're not a, there's not original stuff written for this particular soundtrack, but uh, you, you talked about the, the scene where um, spoiler alert, there's a ear being cut off, and how <laughs> how iconic that scene is. There's several scenes in, in Pulp Fiction where you you think of that scene, you automatically start like humming that 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 track to yourself. So 
I go Pulp Fiction as the my number three pick in this draft. Who you got at number four? Lo- love that movie. That's definitely like in my top fifteen probably movies of all time. Uh, number four, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for the kids on this one. I'm gonna go Disney, uh, Moana. Just fantastic soundtrack. Goes along with the movie so well. Um, the the flagship uh, song from that one is "How Far I'll Go." Um, they, you know, it's got the Moana make way. It's got Shiny, which is a really funny, cute song. Um, du- you know, Dwayne Johnson, you're welcome. Uh, just, just great songs. It's got that, just that native Hawaiian vibes, um, upbeat. Um, we've got me and my daughter uh, have the karaoke version of this, and we'll we'll sing the karaoke version a lot. Um, Lynn Manuel Miranda helped write it, and it's just, it's a fabulous soundtrack. It's just. Um, it, it's very, very good. So I will go with Moana. That's that's great. That is a that's you being a dad. I'm also a dad, but you know what? I wouldn't be a dad but for this movie coming in for me and my fourth pick, <laughs> Dirty Dancing. Dirty. Ah, uh, yes. Dancing. Uh, not only so again, this is sort of there, there's so there are original songs written for this uh, songs written for this soundtrack. Um, the the medley that plays at the end of the of the movie is actually a it sounds like it's from like the you know the fifties sixties but it actually was written in the nineteen eighties when the movie was created. Um, you have Patrick Swayze singing an original song. Um, uh, one of my bands, <laughs> uh, she's like the wind. Uh, this soundtrack mm-hmm. I have the soundtrack. Um, I have I have watched this movie several times in the theater. Um, I've cried every single time I've watched this movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so Dirty Dancing is my, uh, I can't believe I get it at number four. It's, it's feels like I'm stealing from you, but um, all right. Who do you have for your fifth and final pick of the soundtrack movie draft? Okay, and then uh, pick with pick five, I uh, I was kind of going between ones like um, the Bodyguard is still out there. I do love Whitney Houston. That's probably like the best individual song to a movie, but it just there's not enough songs on it. So I'm gonna go with one of my good bad movie um, honorable mentions, Judgment Night, um, 1993. It's just it's a it's a um, a mashup of like two bands on each song. So it's like Helmet, House of Pain, Just Another Victim, Teenage Fan Club, and De La Soul Fallen is a fantastic song. There's um, Living Color and Run DMC, Biohazard and Onyx with uh, Judgment Night, Ice T, Faith No More, Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill have a great song. I love you, Mary Jane, Sir Mix a lot. Dinosaur Jr. and Doll the Funky Homo Sapien, Pearl Jam and Cypress Hill have a cool song. So it's just a really, really, I, I, I'm kind of a sucker for like mashups too. I really liked the Linkin Park Jay-Z mashup album. So I'm going to go with this kind of uh, mashup of a bunch of big artists of the of the era and my youth. What do you got for your that's, number five? No, that's good. Um, I, I will also go sentimental pick here. There is obviously a lot better uh like actual traditional picks um you mentioned about the bodyguard i think bodyguard has more banger tracks than you actually realize uh goodfellas uh, is another one that's like just a really good curated uh soundtrack Mm -hmm. to a movie and like there's certain there's obviously Mm -hmm. the eric clapton song where you can like picture like all the dudes getting uh getting you know axed Mm -hmm. um so like there's like some definitely like some iconic scene scenery there i mean honestly there's like several other um quentin tarantino uh, soundtracks that could that would fit in this in this respect as well. Um, I yes. am going to go with, though, with my sentimental pick. Um, it's it's a it's a 
vinyl record that I've been trying to find for several years. So if anybody listens to this and has this record uh, in your in your stack and you're willing to sell it to me, let me know. It's uh, it's a little movie called Empire Records. Um, oh yeah, now... I just, my memory is so bad. We just did this, and I was still like, I wonder who's it's gonna be. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Empire yeah. Records. Uh, Rex. Rex Manning Day is a, is, a, is, a, is a national holiday as far as I'm concerned. I take the day off from work. Spoiler alert, Eric, I'll be receiving uh, that day off April 15th. Um, and uh, and it's, it's basically, it's, it's, a, it's a movie about a record store. It, it takes place in the like late 90s, early 2000s. So there's a lot of just like kind of like punk, like pop punky kind of music. Um, but then some sentimental stuff. I, I have, I bought the CD of this uh, uh, soundtrack because that's the only thing I could find that would that was relatively portable. Um, and like even like Spotify doesn't have the official soundtrack on on Spotify, so oh, you have to have it on a CD or vinyl, which again is insanely priced right now. So I spent forty dollars on a CD for this this movie from uh, the uh, like late nineties, early two thousands. So. Yeah, it's a cool it's a cool movie. Yeah, I was just trying to think. Well, I mean, obviously, there's like the Titanic song is, you know, uh, but that's kind of kind of cheesy. But uh, just ones that come to mind. There's a lot of other good Disney ones. Like I really like the Lion King. Um, you know, I have kids, so you know the Frozen soundtrack. I've heard like a bajillion times. D- Disney does a really good job with soundtracks. I, I, Goodfellas is like my number one favorite movie. So. Uh, you know that that's that's a great pick um yeah it just it, it really makes a difference how good the music is in movies i mean when there's a good soundtrack that's giving you good vibes it it makes the movie so much better the score is very important i, I want to make one uh up, one update to our show i basically said that uh the offensive line was 60 percent of the reason the Vikings lost and then I didn't give like the rest of the pie I'm gonna give 15% to Kirk and KJ on whoever botched that play at the uh the touchdown line and then the the remaining um 35% I'm gonna give to uh to the defense for not coming up with a stop at the end and just letting them continue to pick up first down so anyway um probably I'm missing somebody I think play calling probably should be in there too there was a little bit of some strange play calls but um that's off the top of my head but anyway um well I think uh we've got some good ideas coming up for next week um get at us with some questions I know one of my friends had a question about how would the um MLS all-star team do against uh in the EPL if they had a chance to train so we're gonna pontificate on that and uh if you again if you have yeah and if you have any other um questions you know definitely like let us know like my brother's idea was about the music soundtrack and and a lot of the questions we get are from are from uh folks uh, texting us or emailing us i should say and on twitter you can find me at big game grade a 27 and david your Mm -hmm. handle is Uh, at tech the zeller on the twitter machines and you can hit the show at mn sports variety and uh we look forward uh to hearing any feedback you got and any questions you got and we will see you next week thank you thanks david cheers brother see you man bye and if you like fish and grits and all the pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, oh yeah, girl. Now throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if you like fish and grits and all the pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, oh yeah, and wave them like you just don't care. And if you like.
fishing grits and all that pimp shit. Everybody let me hear you say, oh, yeah, girl, I know you.